Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, today we have Catherine Zwergel on the show. Catherine and I met while she was managing the salon that I started my career in. And since that time, Catherine has graduated from the acupuncture program at Midwest College of Oriental Medicine in Chicago. She went on to expand her studies in Chinese herbal medicine, nutrition, completing her Master of Science in Oriental Medicine. In addition to acupuncture, she also incorporates aroma acupoint therapy, zero balancing body work, as well as the TCM modalities of cupping and gua sha. Gua sha. Thank you. (laughs) I am so intrigued by all of this stuff and really think having Catherine on to talk about all of these will really apply to our industry and help all of us. Catherine is the founder of Gesundheit Healing and has recently made her debut on IGTV, offering guided meditation that is not to be missed. And we will have her information in the show notes for those of you that cannot remember, Gazuntite underscore healing, as well as launching a really awesome online store. So I can't wait to dive in with Kat. Welcome, Kat. Hey, Lindsay. Great to be here. Well, I just can't wait to learn more. So tell us a little bit about how one gets into acupuncture. It's different for everyone, I would say. Um, I just actually read a story about a woman who was studying Western medicine and uh, had a class in alternative healing, and that's what got her started. So that was later in her career. But for me, it really started when I was about uh, four or five years old. And although I don't remember too much from that time, it was when my mom got sick. She was diagnosed with cancer. So she sought out Eastern medicine and uh, we actually moved to Evanston so that she could work with a doctor there who treated cancer with you know the, the modalities we know today of, of chemotherapy and radiation, but also worked with the diet and really followed uh, a Chinese medicine and Japanese theory, finding balance in the body. So that translated to me when our house kind of flipped upside down and we started eating, you know, brown rice and black beans and sea vegetables. And I was this little kid and I'm like, oh, what is this stuff? But then I saw, you know, my mom battling cancer and she felt great. And uh, I actually have one of her journals and it's one of my prized possessions, but uh, she wrote about how great she felt even in the midst of having cancer. And um, she was incorporating meditation, started doing cooking classes for um, this modality. So she really planted the seed. That's so cool. And so when I met you, you were running a huge salon and I know I had heard, you know, just through the grapevine that you were going to acupuncture school and I was like, God, I would love to learn more about that. Not that I wanted to like stop doing hair, but I just thought it was so cool. And so when did you decide to take the leap? I think it was, you know, really in the midst of me still finding my way. When I was an undergrad in in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, you know, something creative, something maybe marketing. Um, I was interested in events and music and all this stuff. And so I went this route of doing marketing, studying marketing. And uh, and then, you know, along the way, I met one of the owners um, and uh, he offered me a job and I thought, cool, you know, like really fun place, um, great people, and I can use some of my skills. But, you know, all along the way I knew inside, like it just wasn't, it wasn't the right fit. So learning so much, um, which, you know, I put into, into my work today, like the marketing aspects, the management, um, scheduling, booking, like all these things that I learned in the salon. I just, I had sought treatment for my own health conditions with acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And so again, like that seed that had been planted when I was young just started to show up again. And um, I, I really wanted to help people and I went to get acupuncture and, and that was really it. The rest was history. So <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your business and the kind of work that you do because it sounds sweet. Thank 
you. Um, it's really fulfilling. I um, I see patients one on one, and um, the first appointment is usually a pretty long one. It's getting to know the person, their lifestyle, um, of course, you know their main complaints. But the thing I love about Chinese medicine, and that I want people to know, is that we really look as practitioners. We really look at the whole body, the whole you know system, your quality of life, all of it, and. Um, so for example, like two people coming in with headaches will be treated differently. Just really depends on the root causes. So we focus not only on the symptoms, but how did this come about? So, so much of the medicine is about prevention too. And that's why I love talking to you today because I think, you know, for all the stylists out there who are working so hard and especially in my experience, you know, the younger crowd where like you have so much energy, you can, you know, burn the candle at both ends. Like we really need to start implementing some prevention so that we don't get sick, so that we don't end up, you know, searching everywhere for a solution to a bigger problem. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the common themes that you see with stylists that come in. I know for sure, like a lot of us have spent years just grinding. Mm -hmm. And so I know, and also like another thing that I would love to talk about is just the energy transfer because you're touching heads. And I had heard that, you know, the most energy kind of gets emitted through the head. Sure. And so just touch on first, like what some of the ailments you you've traditionally see. Yeah. So as far as, um, with stylists or people that are on their feet a lot, using their arms, their their whole body really. A lot of it is musculoskeletal, so like tension in the neck and shoulders, maybe things like carpal tunnel from, you know, overuse of the wrists, even foot issues. You know, I was always amazed working in the salon, seeing, you know, the fashion and I was like, "Oh, you guys look great, but look at those shoes, you know, like the like I so now I see so many people with plantar fasciitis and you know, things that can be prevented by really um, like having some comfortable footwear, uh, doing, you know, doing other things outside of work, which we can get to. But so those are, um, those are the things I see a lot. It's like physical issues and then really burnout, stress, like taking on that energy from other people because, and this is something I wanted to make sure that I said on here is I admire you all so much because you are not only doing amazing hair and helping people with their confidence, but like you're therapists, you know, you are, you are listening and really investing your energy into the person in front of you in the chair. And, um, that is something that I think isn't realized. It gets overlooked a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people where I come in to get my hair done and I'm like, we can talk or not talk. Like I, if you need a break, you know, like I love you and I want to know about what's going on with you. But, um, but I also want to give you some space to just do the hair and get into your zone and stuff. So, so yeah, as far as that energy transfer goes, I think really what it comes down to is, and you may have heard this before, but you know, give from, do not give from your own cup, give from the overflow from the saucer. Like if you give your energy away and get depleted and maybe you're already coming in depleted, then, you know, oh, it's going to lead to, to burnout. So really, um, and hopefully we'll get to this is just like ways to build yourself up in your energy. So again, kind of starting from that, um, that idea of like preventative care and really going to the root, filling yourself up, coming in the best you can be, and then you're able to give a little bit more so that energy transfer doesn't feel like such a depletion. Yeah, I've definitely noticed a shift in doing that. And I've also noticed that there are people that liked that I poured from my cup. Uh And not not a ton, but I know that you know, like if someone's rescheduling and in the past I would stay late or come in on a day I wasn't working and I I don't do that stuff anymore. And Mm -hmm. there definitely is kind of some pushback there Mm -hmm. because I did that for so many years. Like I felt it was my responsibility to accommodate people. And it was, it felt very much like my, it was like, it was my, it was my job. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I feel like there's like this freeing sensation, but it's also really challenging to 
sit with the, I don't have any availability until such and such date and just like leave it there and not pick it up and do a dance with it and come in on my day off. And it's just, so everything you're saying, I really speaks to me. Yeah. Well, me too. It's like, who does that benefit? You know, when you do that, when you're like running around making yourself crazy, cause you're maybe not showing up as, as full and as, as able or doing your best work. I mean, I know you always do great work, but I know, but I'm totally with you that I'm able to enjoy the person more. Yeah. And I know, I thought that I didn't, I justified why I didn't take care of myself or why I didn't have time to do those things. But by doing those things, I'm able to better show up. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's so it's, I get it, but it's, it's like been a slow build. Yeah. And it's still a learning process. Right. And you trained people that when, when, when they wanted what they wanted, they got what they wanted. And so just establishing those boundaries and healthy ways of doing business, I think can be really hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and isn't it like you get positive feedback when you do set those boundaries because I remember, so I would do the same thing, um, especially when you're starting out, you're like, okay, I want to get, I want to help as many people as possible. And maybe you have a big gap in your day and, and then you stay later than you hoped for one person, but you're like, I need to do that. But isn't it amazing how the universe kind of gives you feedback when you start setting those boundaries? Like I remember I would have, I would fit someone in or come in on a, you know, a a quote day off and, or schedule someone and that person would end up canceling. And I'm like, dang it. I really wanted to make that work, but wait, I shouldn't have in the first place. And then, and then, you know, things end up working out. And when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, when you zoom out, there are more important things. Everyone's going to get taken care of. Everyone's going to get their hair done. You know, everyone, for me, it's like, I'll get you in. It'll work out. Yeah. I love that (laughs) idea of zooming out because I think you get so fixated on, I, this isn't working in my business. Then that's all you look at in your business when you can have like a lot of things going right. But then you're, you're annoyed that you offer this one service. You're annoyed the way that this is done or this appointment time. And really, if you zoom out, it's pretty awesome still. Yes. Yes. And like, yeah, there are tweaks that need to be made. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say quarter turns, but usually it's not like as that. big of a deal Yeah, in the grand scheme. Like you're doing more things right than you're doing wrong and you totally. just, you know, mm-hmm. so totally. yeah, that's, that's been my experience. So as far as like how you've branded yourself and getting into this AI, how do you say it? AI, IG. <laughs> Oh, IGTV. IGTV. Yeah. What is that what is that offering to people? It sounds really cool. Yeah, well, I am definitely I'd say I'm kind of middle of the road when it comes to social media. I don't have a big Facebook presence. It's just yeah, it's not the platform I I I love. Uh so Instagram is really fun because you can, you know, do a quick post or a story, let people know what you're up to. I think it's a great way for people to get to know us um, as business owners and you know, hair hairstylists, practitioners, all of the above. And I wanted to offer guided meditations because I did a live um about maybe six weeks ago when I opened my online shop and um, I wanted to show the products I offered and I started with a guided meditation and I got such great feedback from it and people asked me if I could do more. So I um, figured out and I'm still figuring it out, but on IGTV, you can do 10 minute videos and so even though a lot of my meditations go a little longer than that, tapered it down and uh, did a 10-minute one so that you know people can go to that anytime. It's kind of like um, an app that I really love called Insight Timer for meditations. And that's something I'd recommend to everyone, especially if you're really... Um, you know, helping other people, interacting with other people, and you do start to notice that energy depletion, meditation's amazing. And I'm not necessarily one to sit for 10, 20 minutes, you know, in silence as much as follow along with a guided meditation. So, um, so I offer that on IGTV. And again, that, that app insight timer is great because you can find meditations for sleep, for, um, relaxation, for stress, for loss. I mean, any topic that you feel you need to dive deeper into, that's a great self-care modality. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as self-care goes, what would you recommend 
well, not just for hairstyles, but for people in general to just have a more grounded experience throughout their day and just... What do you do? Because I feel like you seem you seem very zen. <laughs> Thank you. I try. I'm human, though, for sure. Um, so a few things, and this might be just sort of a list of of things that could potentially you know help anyone, but stylists in particular, given what we've talked about. First of all, sleep. I mean, oh my gosh, sleep is so important for our immune systems. For from a Chinese medicine perspective, just really like resetting the body and giving the body a chance to heal. Um, but I know sometimes some people have trouble winding down at night, especially if they've had a really busy day and they've worked late. So I yes. I work till five forty five is when I usually leave now. But when I work till eight o'clock at night, by the time I get home, and then by the time I've watched Real Housewives, which I've watching less. TV now. And by the time I've had my couple glasses of wine, which I'm drinking less now too, but I feel like it was just like, it was hard to like go to sleep. It was just Mm -hmm. like shutting down like all that energy all day. And then it's like, yes, you can't go home and just like go to sleep. No. And you need, you need time for you. You know, I think that's like a big part of it for me anyways. I I tend to work late too. I, I need like time to just do what I want. But when you... So when you have trouble winding down, I would say a great place to start, and this is something I do every night before bed, is just some like yoga. You can call it yoga. You can call it stretching, you know, whatever, but really releasing the tension from the body is like, I mean, there is no disconnect between mind and body. It is just, it's one system. So everything going on in your head is going to manifest in your body. So and in that's check- insane. Yeah, but right? I mean, I, I feel like I've never heard it said like that. Yeah. But I totally feel that in yes. life. But it's like that's the way you said that. It's like, wow. It's eye opening, right? And it's but it it does make so much sense. And that's not to say like, oh, you know, we manifest disease necessarily. You don't have to think about it that extreme. But no. in in some regards, it's a contributor. You know, it's like a contributor to potentially um, less vibrant health. So I think some sort of movement, and although you are on your feet all day, you're walking around, you're, you know, you're moving, it's still kind of, um, in a way, from a Chinese medicine perspective, again, it's like a stagnant movement. Oh, for sure it is. It's like your foot to the left, your foot to the (laughs) right, right, your foot to the left. Like it's, no. And like, I think definitely like, you can do a gentle yoga, like as someone who's done marathons, things like that, you yeah. don't feel like it's exercise, but I've just retrained my mind to be like, this is self-love and this is something Absolutely. you do to love yourself and to like make sure your hips will still kind of slightly move. They've always been mm-hmm. stiff, but mm-hmm. like, you know, just like little things. It's like, if I'm going to do this career, I got to, I got to counterbalance it with some movement. So. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you can feel into like, even if it's five minutes before bed and you can do all those things, you can watch, you know, your show, you can have a glass of wine and, you know, I could get into that, but everything in moderation, right? Yeah. But five to 10 minutes of stretching, oh, it will set you up for a better night's sleep. Use your breath, feel into what's stiff, where you might want to spend another moment just either doing like, uh, you know, some pressure point massage or see your acupuncturist if you notice yeah. <laughs> that there's some tension in a certain spot. But yeah, that will get you in a space of coming back to your body too when it's been all over the place all yeah, day. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah. About how I feel we kind of leave our bodies throughout the day and don't check in with ourselves and then we're very in tune to our clients needs and so like what is something because I know that I do this and I've done it's like one of my it makes me really good at my job but not great at my life is that I will kind of just like abandon myself throughout the day and and just like show up for other people and I've gotten a lot better at it but what can you do to like stay with your feelings because you you have that Mm -hmm. difficult person that comes in or you have it and and this doesn't happen a lot but you know like you almost like self-protect and you like leave your body and you're like hey Cheryl let's get started (laughs) have a seat like um so you want to do what we've been doing and you're just like on autopilot but you're not there and then they're like like it's just like what can someone do I mean besides firing them because you can't it's (laughs) it's not a perfect world you know I know I know and there are those people right that are going to come in and you're like, ooh, this is going to be 
challenging. And of course, sometimes they surprise you and it's, it's all good usually, but, but to prepare yourself because, okay, thinking about those moments, right? You are, as you're thinking about Cheryl coming in, you're, you're also like your body's tensing in that moment. Like you are. I used to shotgun a beer sometimes. (laughs) I don't blame you. It loosens you up, right? Yeah. It loosens you up. But then I thought, well, this is majorly fucked. You know, I need to get rid of someone if I have to be intoxicated in order to take the edge off. I wasn't intoxicated, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, like to take the edge off of just something, the stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think really, involving your senses so it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying like leaving your body right and that makes so much sense from an evolutionary perspective like you know you try to try to get away from the traumatic situation right and just go on autopilot as you said follow the script and sometimes that is is a good coping strategy Um, however, if you have, and, and I know that stylists have a, you know, a busy schedule, you know, if you're back to back, you don't have too much time, but involving your senses in some way, whether it is, you know, stepping in the back room for a moment, having, having, uh, some tool like an essential oil nearby that you can literally, it takes 30 seconds, open the bottle, put a couple drops in your hands cup them over your face, do an inhalation, you will be taking a deep breath. So that's immediately going to calm your system. And then um, you're involving your sense of smell, which, you know, most essential oils, well, all of them are totally natural. So maybe you've been smelling chemicals, Mm -hmm. you know, all day, things like that. But really tuning into your body, uh, even if you start have started a meditation practice or want to use like a quick visualization, um, sometimes I will literally, and this is something, um, you know, if people have questions, they can, they can email me about, but, uh, I do a visualization of like putting a bubble around me, um, tuning into like the ground roots down into the earth, a sun above. This may all sound wonky to some people, hey, but you know what? Um, <laughs> all these people are willing to do it if it helps. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you're you're like your mind is again. It's not separate from your body. You're so, kind of creating your reality. Exactly. You're tuning into like this area of just like you filling up again, being full, and then protecting yourself. And and sometimes it'll even make me laugh. Like I'll think about something someone says, just bouncing right off of me, and I'm like, you know, that's theirs. Like I can. Oh, that's so helpful. I, I think about it as a backpack. Yeah. Like what is in my backpack that is not mine to carry? Because I think I there's that. been like years where you have this backpack on, and you're like, well, if you actually empty the backpack and you look at what is in there that was actually yours, and not just like, and I think. That a lot of stylists can go years where they're just like literally just like throughout the day people leave feeling really awesome and like they literally are filling their backpack up with other people's stuff oh my gosh and yes I sometimes like think the backpack's helpful because it's like wait this is not my stuff it's heavy Mm -hmm. as fuck right right so like take that off (laughs) you know like visualize taking it off and and you know uh, a lot of practitioners that work with um strictly like energy medicine, they will visualize themselves walking under a waterfall. Like water is very purifying. So that's another thing, like drink a ton of water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, or taking an Epsom salt bath, salts are super clearing. But in the moment, yeah, it can be tough. It can definitely be tough. So I think that's why those self-care practices in the evening before bed are great. I've listened to every one of your podcasts. So um, (laughs) I'm a huge fan. But Audrey was talking about arriving early to work. and And, you know, that's something I do every day. Like I, you know, get everything set, pour myself a cup of tea, or like maybe I'll have, you know, some coffee, turn on the diffuser, get some essential oils going, like really set it up for me. Mm -hmm. And of course it's for my patients too. But yeah, I think, I think all of that rubs off and sets a good example to people coming in and sitting in your chair. It's like when you're, when you've got your space, you know, going how you want it and, um, you're not flustered and you're not, you know, I yeah. just, that and helps Like me. just grounding yourself. Grounding yourself. Absolutely. I don't know. Even you're talking about getting to your space early. I'm like, I love my space. I like, yeah. it's so awesome to have 
this place you created and mm-hmm. tell us about like how your studio is set up because I saw on the website that it says like you'll have your code for entry and in your email but so how is it set up like the experience because I think it sounds I just love you know independent businesses and how you set it up and how it runs right right it's like a, our own little oasis and reflection of ourselves for sure yeah so I have a single space right now so I see one person at a time which is ideally how I work I know some practitioners they'll have several rooms going you know do an intake put needles in, go to the next person, you know, while one is on the table. I just don't work very well that way. I need to give my full attention to people. And hopefully that, you know, that's felt as a benefit to them. Uh, but so it's a single space that I, I actually curtain off the area with the treatment table. So I'm, I'm in the room with you, but you know, you're in your zone and I make sure you feel that way. Um, so I have plants all over the space cause I just, try to bring nature into my space whenever possible. I think that's also a great way to connect and and ground. I've got uh, big windows. I'm a big fan of light. <laughs> and yeah, I just really try to keep a quiet, peaceful space. And uh, crystals are also another thing I include in this space that I love. Try to really just use essential oils. Um, nothing with, you know, too much too much fragrance that, you know, people, I see people with allergies quite a bit. So try to limit, uh, any other sensory stuff that they might react to. So keeping it really green and clean. Um, but yeah, it's a space I love to be. So, and people tend to walk in and they, it's almost like a Pavlovian experience, you know, they're like, Oh, this is a place of calm. And, um, they have their treatment, they feel great. And so they start to associate those things that I have in the space with healing. And hopefully, you know, they they might um, want to incorporate some of that at home, like a diffuser or a plant or a crystal, just really about connecting. Yeah. And I know that you moved your space last year and did a rebrand. What do you feel like you learned in your first business venture that propelled you in a in a more positive direction or because I know in having my business like having done it one time the second time I did it I was like I'm doing this I'm Mm -hmm. not doing that Mm -hmm. so you know what what was really important to you and what what did you eliminate or add or what was what happened yeah it's definitely it's all about growth and learning and fine tuning and and really learning from experience right we were talking before the show about that and i think so i started off under running my business alongside my brother and sister-in-law um at lighthouse in evanston and uh that was just such an amazing way to start because immediately you know out of school um, having people walk in the door who were taking yoga classes, we just really figured, you know, acupuncture, what a great They really lend themselves to one another. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was amazing. And I credit my, uh, my brother, too, for really also guiding me along the path of, you know, that the healing through um, complementary medicine and yoga and you know, I took I took my first class with him and I was like, okay, he's my favorite teacher. And just there's something special about your brother. Yeah, I agree. So um so getting my start, you know, with family was amazing. I think ultimately I moved because I realized the space I was in just wasn't the right space for my patients really feeling like, you know, their intakes were confidential. Um, It was a little bit open. I had two treatment rooms, which was more than I needed given the way I practice. So when our lease was up, I decided, you know, I need my own space. And that was really difficult because, you know, working with family, it's amazing. It's also can be complicated. And I think, yeah, it just was, it was the perfect time. However, it was still hard. But along that way, I was like, okay, you know, in my own space, I need it to be really quiet. I want people to feel like they can really share anything and everything. You know, in Chinese medicine, in the intake, we are talking about everything. Like everything's valid, you know, for women, like our menstrual cycle, you know, for everyone, you know, your your bathroom habits, like all of these things. It's like, it tells you so much about the body. And I never wanted anyone to feel like, 
oh, I need to, you know, whisper this or I can't bring this up, you know, this thing about my, this issue I have with my libido or something, you know? So, so yeah, that was a big part of it. And, and then just like we've talked about the freedom to really make it your space. Yeah. Especially when, when you're trying so hard, you know, having had a partner to be respectful of what that person wants and the vision they have for their life and their Mm -hmm. business. And then you're trying to work in tandem with one another. And at a certain point, it's so cool to look back and be like, oh my gosh, we did that as best as we could, as long as we could. Totally. But beyond that, like you're not chasing your dreams and I'm not chasing mine. And I would not want to be at a yoga studio studio and, and, and sharing the things I would be sharing or even in, in my space, you know, with it just being me and, you know, if there'll be two people there, like sometimes like the conversation is very skewed based on who's there with them. Totally. You know, they're not going to share things. I, I had a day last week where I had one person at a time and the things I got to talk about with people made me really question, do I want a double book? Because the things people shared with me no way. Mm-hmm. No way would they have shared those things yeah. with other people there, and let alone like a yoga studio where you're like, oh, there's my frenemy, you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> totally, oh, there's that totally. kid's mom I don't like. It's like, <laughs> I have had some problems with my sex life. It's like, no one's going to want to do that. But it's so right. cool looking back at it to be like, wow, that was a really challenging time, but this makes so much sense now. And totally. sometimes it takes 10 years. Yours fortunately didn't, and mine haven't yet either. But <laughs> like, it's like cool to look back and be like, oh my gosh, Like, I'm so glad the first time the fire alarm went off, I was with Risa and was like, what do we do? Totally. I'm not alone. Now if the fire alarm went off, I'd be like, we should probably head out. <laughs> you ready? You want a shower cap? Are you good? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like, I, I don't take it for granted that the first time I did it, I did it like with this safety net. Absolutely. And I feel the exact same way. It's like, it, it's, it's, um, invaluable basically. Yeah. And I think, so I would say to anybody out there who is like in a partnership and, and of course, like there are some that are just match made in heaven. Perfect. And I'm skeptical of those. <laughs> I'm not that far out. Yeah. Like, when I'll will like, it dissolve? I'll be like, oh, you two seem happy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no matter what, you're going to learn so much. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I do, I do want to give, um, and of course this is up to you. Yeah. Uh, it's your podcast, but I do want to give, um, dive a little deeper into, uh, some questions I get from people about like what, is acupuncture or what should I expect or something, if that's okay. Yeah, I love it. Um, Because I know that this is the biggest question uh, that I get, and if you haven't had acupuncture, um, you may be wondering if it hurts. That's like something that I I get asked all the time, and I was thinking on my way over here, I was like, well, so I used to color my hair all the time, and one time I bleached my hair myself, and I was like, if you've ever done that, acupuncture is nothing compared to Oh that. yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I've had it professionally done underneath and I was trying to do like the reverse Kelly Clarkson in the early 2000s. It hurt like a mother. And that's the only time I had bleach on my head and I was like, oh jeez, people people come in for this? But yeah, okay, so, so that's a nice gauge. Yeah, yeah, so it's nothing. The, the most common response I get is, is the needle in yet? So, you know, oh, and it's already in. Um, granted, there are some points that that uh, can be a little tender if you have an injury there, say, or a lot of stagnation or tension in an area. You might feel the point and um, it might feel a little achy or maybe even the muscle will twitch, which is actually a good thing. And the achiness is also seen as good. It's, it's the stagnation releasing. If you feel anything that is, quote, painful, it may just feel like a little pencil prick. Uh, going in because it is uh, a needle piercing the skin, but they're so thin, they're actually flexible and bendable and um, very different from a hypodermic needle that either, you know, injects or draws I was going to say, I've had spider veins removed with a small needle and I can imagine that that would hurt more than acupuncture. I, right, right, right. Yeah. Because they're like injecting this like poison into your leg. <laughs> Well, like poison aside, right, is like anything that is fluid, you know, will take up more space that your body's not used to having there. So it's like a little bit 
it's it's a little bit of a shock for your body. It's a zinger. It's a zinger. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I actually got diagnosed with carpal tunnel and I had the, the EMG test with the needles in my hand to gauge the nerve conductivity. And I was like, oh, that was, that was rough. That was really rough. So we go through a lot more that's uncomfortable than we realize. And then when you try acupuncture, usually it is a lot, a, nothing like you would expect. Sounds pretty gentle. It's gentle. It's yeah. gentle. You know, really accessible acupuncture is at a school. If you know, you're in a bigger city that has a school, it's great to go to the student clinics because those students are like, are, they're so diligent and they're giving amazing treatments that are supervised. So that's also a way to, to get um, an intro to acupuncture. That was my intro to acupuncture. That's cool. Yeah. And then as far as like the TCM modalities, yeah. what, what can you tell us about those for someone who's never done cupping or... Mm-hmm. I can't say the other gua word. Sha. Gua, gua yeah, sha. Yeah, yeah. I love cupping. It's it's one of my favorite modalities. And I have to have you come in and we'll I, just, I'm still we'll going just go to, to town. I'm yeah. still going to, but I you're going to have you your work cut out for you. <laughs> you know, you said you do those intakes. You might want to schedule more time for me. <laughs> I know I seem like I've got it all together. but <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. Absolutely. We'll go into all of it. But cupping is... Uh, you. People may have seen the circular marks on Michael Phelps yeah, during they, the Olympics. I want them. Yeah. So it's, uh, sometimes you get those marks, but basically I use glass cups. They're like a, they sort of look like a light bulb shape and I create a suction in the cup and then place it on the skin and the suction is created with a flame. So it's basically flame, flame goes in the cup and then the cup goes on you. The flame does not touch you or come very close, but that suction lifts the tissue up a little bit, not the whole shape of the bulb and it feels like a massage it feels like a tightness and when oil is used on the skin the cups can be moved along the muscles fascinating it's so great it's so great it is you know in a massage usually the tissue is manipulated by sort of pressing in or grasping but the cups are sort of the opposite they lift up create more space for circulation so that's really how the healing takes place is um, in an area with tension there's a lot of stagnation the blood is not flowing well um, it's stuck and that's why we get those dark marks it's the that stagnation being lifted out of the tissues and then fresh oxygenated blood can flow in and release the tension decrease the inflammation all that good stuff gua sha is can be described as a scraping of the skin which doesn't sound super lovely but but it, it sounds is. therapeutic as hell. It is. It is. Like if you think about, you know, when you get tension in your back or your neck and you're like, I just want someone to like pummel it, you know, yeah. I just want someone to go in there and the gua sha tool, which uh, you can actually use one of the, the Asian soup spoons for it, just something with a lip and you, you just start on one area of the neck, potentially the shoulders can really be done anywhere and you apply pressure and just move it across the skin. And it, again, like, like cupping does, it releases that tension, creates more blood flow. Yeah, that's cool. So how much of these modalities, I just want to use Mm -hmm. that word, (laughs) how much of them are helping you with like traumas and emotional things versus how much of it is physical. Cause you talked about tension in the muscles. And so like my mind directly goes to like, Oh yeah, our arms are up all day. So yeah. that's it. But then when I think about it further, I'm like, wait a minute, is a lot of this tension, like, like traumas of life and how, yeah. like, is there, is there like a percentage or. Mm, that is such a good question, Lindsay. I think it is all one thing. It's just like it's like a swirled ice cream cone. There's yes. no way to tell which is which. Yeah, and and that's really, you know, it's funny cuz when I when I see someone and do an intake and they're like, "Yep, just have back pain." And I'm like, "Okay, well, what about, you know, you know, um your family life or, you know, your job, stress. And they're like, nope, everything's good. And I'm like, that's so interesting. When I tell you know? people that, my <laughs> life is in the shitter. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you ever see me and it's like, it's all good. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. Well, right. There's like a time and a place. Um, right. I mean, that means I don't want to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so usually there's something else going on. So one affects the other for sure. I think it's all it all influences 
Uh, The mind influences the body and vice versa. So, you know, when you get on the treatment table and you're feeling relaxed and, you know, the, the acupuncture helps the body to release endorphins, then you're not only unraveling the um, the tension in the body, but kind of like what is within that tension. Some people will start to cry. Some people will start to laugh. And it's like, where did that come from? Well, it was stuck there too. Something deep inside of them woven in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we there's so much theory in Chinese medicine about, you know, what we're born with, what we get from our parents, which we can liken to, you know, our our genes. But I heard that traumas are passed down from generation yeah. to generation until someone says, wait, I don't yeah. like how our family does this or Absolutely. challenges it. Yeah. I even heard a podcast the other day uh, and they were saying that when, a, when you have one of the issues with getting cancer is that your body gets confused and starts to provide a protection around it. And wow. I thought, I just, my mind is blown. Mm-hmm. It's confi- it's trying to protect something that's not good for it. And mm-hmm. I, I was I was kind of relating that to life and change and how a lot of times the thing that's not killing you, but the thing that's like slowing you down is the thing you cling to most when really letting go is... Yes. And I think people probably need a couple needles for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I just did a training with acupuncturists without borders. And oh my God. So that was amazing. And that's another thing I would say to anyone, you know, stylists included. Like when you go and you do continuing education, it is one of the best things you can do for yourself. It just opens your eyes, you know, whatever it's for. You get in that group setting because you can, you can kind of be a little isolated sometimes depending that's why I wanted but, to have this because I feel yeah. like it's so like I even love the thing you said earlier about being able to like zoom out and you go to a class and you're able to zoom out and be like I might want to start doing it like that totally, or totally. you know I never thought of doing it like that yeah yeah you send invoices oh cool <laughs> exactly you know? or scheduling you know I loved and I'll I'll jump back to the acupuncturist without borders because it has to do with trauma but you know when you said on one of your other uh, podcasts, you know, that you really don't use the phone much. It's like email and online. I do that too. And that, that makes sense for me. And I love hearing, you know, what others are doing, getting a little back up there. Like I, I'm so happy when I go into work now, I'm like, I love that I've set this up to function that way. Yeah. I look where the phone used to be and it's still not <laughs> lost on me. I'm like, how yeah. cool is it that I don't have to check messages right now? Right. That's when you know you did something that was right for you. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but just hopping back to the trauma piece, because I think that's really important. And when we say trauma, you know, it sounds like such a, such a big word and just has so, so much depth to it. Really, we all have it to some degree and have experienced it. And so uh, acupuncture can be so supportive for that. When our bodies are in any kind of fight or flight or freeze, you know, that that can be hard to come out of. And when we have really busy, stressful lives, that comes up again and again. Um, we can be reminded of trauma or we can even experience like secondary traumas from what others have gone through. So this this Acupuncture's Without Borders training, um, you know, they, they pop up in, in many different places, you know, that have been affected by natural disasters. But this protocol they do is, um, or I should say that we do, I'm a part of it now, uh, is just on the ears. It is a protocol that helps the body to get into that more uh, more calm state in the rest and digest, you know, influencing the parasympathetic nervous system, just really bringing the body into a place of peace and calm, really touching on not only being supported in the atmosphere of getting the treatment, but really uh, helping the body to process and heal those emotions. It's pretty miraculous. Now there's a lot of research on it. You know, the heart rates change, just people's responses after the sessions who have been through, you know, terrible situations. They're just more open and able to you know, rather than than shove these experiences deep down, they're they're able to let them go. And I think we can all benefit from that. So if anyone's interested, you know, you can look that up online or Google, you know, community acupuncture. You can get these treatments. It doesn't have to, you know, be a situation where you've been through a hurricane. You can go and and just have these stress release treatments in a community setting. That's also open to people. 
if they've you know had a hard day or a hard week or need some support. So that's fascinating to me because I, I I think they say you should sit with things that have happened to you, but you shouldn't live there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if doing the acupuncture stuff or just all the different modalities that you do, you allow people to like more comfortably sit and sift through what's happened to them, but then let it go because like living yeah. there is not gonna serve you no and and we're not meant to do all this alone and that's like something I think about all the times like people are are sometimes maybe they'll feel some shame in in getting support for you know stress that they think is normal but listen like when we take care of ourselves we take care of everybody else so yeah it really comes down to like trying to learn and process and grow from our own stuff and then we just spread it spread that positivity and that strength out in kind of concentric circles around us so yeah yeah so if you were going to leave hairstylists with one last (laughs) words of wisdom tip trick something that they could do throughout their days to help them is it just huffing on essential oils or what is it one is there one crystal if they were going to have a crystal in their pocket or one bracelet that they could wear or a certain amount of water to drink yeah what what is your secret sauce and maybe there's a couple but like if people could remember like I know my therapist will say Lindsay just like feel your feet on the ground so Mm, I love that or yeah I've had someone say like wash your hands and picture the energy leaving just what can Mm -hmm. people do that you feel like you've got some different necklaces on and I don't know if people need to buy something, but they would. <laughs> yes, go to my shop. <laughs> yeah, find yeah. something that you love. Any of it will work really well. <laughs> no, really. You know, I think so. Words of so there might be a couple things. Yeah, just because you you worked in a salon, you saw the pace of play, you saw the amount of. You know, just people, the inundation of the day, just back then people were wearing buzzers. And I remember I worked with someone one day that their time, their pager was going off and it was like, and you're back and you're working as fast as you can. And I remember he turned to the desk and he goes, I hear you. I can't work any faster. (laughs) Oh my God. Those were the days. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so tough. It's so stressful. So I think, um, it might end up being a couple of things, Mm -hmm. but the first thing that comes to my mind is trust yourself. And this is kind of like more life advice, but what feels right to you? Trust yourself. Um, don't, you know, feel into what is right and don't worry too much about what others are doing. Because I know when I experienced like working in the bigger salon, it was like a lot of people were going out and, um, you know, taking that time after work to, to have their own time, but it was ultimately somewhat depleting for them. So, you know, maybe that was their choice or maybe there was some FOMO involved, but I think really listen to your body, listen to your body there. We are not separate from nature. Sometimes we think we are, but like in the winter, you got to like slow it down a little bit in the summer and like seasons where you can get outside, like really connect. So that would be one thing listen to yourself, connect with nature. The other thing I wanted to just touch on is food, really, yes, nutrition. Please. And I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. No, but. I mean, I would I would love to talk about that because I started eating salads for lunch mm-hmm. and well, eating lunch in general. And the amount of like energy that it gives me for the second half of my day, I've started taking my day and doing morning part is half the day and then I do lunch and then I do the second half of the day. Okay. I chunk it out. Yeah. So yeah, talk so about important. what people can be doing. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I know that your schedule can be really full and maybe you, you don't have a built-in break and uh, it just depends where you're working and how you set yourself up. Really, I... I know that I'll tend to work through the day and whenever I have breaks, I'm, I'm drinking a smoothie. And like uh, a lot of times I'll talk to people about that and they're like, oh yeah, I throw, you know, some strawberries and pineapple in the blender. And I'm like, okay, that's great. It's fruit, but it's full of sugar. It's going to give you a huge rush and then you're going to crash. So like the importance of healthy fats, greens, and, and all of that is going to also help your body from that inflammation, from those aches and pains, all of that. So really like getting food at regular intervals, making yourself a green smoothie in the morning, just a quick recipe I'll say is like either 
frozen spinach or kale so you don't even have to wash it you just throw it in there maybe some like carrots some avocado maybe like piece of banana protein powder have it sweetened with stevia so you have a little sweet in there you can get super creative but those would be that would be something i would say like go for it to have so that you're not starving yourself during the day getting your blood sugar to drop when your blood sugar drops your adrenals just go nuts you get into that more stress mode your body thinks you're starving all that stuff so food is like a number one you know, take the time on your day off whenever that is to prep food to bring. I think the the hardest part is like, and I know you've mentioned this before, is like grabbing stuff at restaurants. Like it's it's great when you when you you know need it and you really don't have anything with you if you need some food, but not the greatest food for you. you yeah, know? I used to always say I wish that I could just like have my food in an IV. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like that's like what the smoothie could be. So you've got it the is. stylist who's not taking lunch. You've got the stylist who's like, I want to like have the energy for my kids after work. I want to have energy to have a great relationship, but I don't take a lunch because I want to show up for them an hour sooner. Yeah. So like that person, could they be making this smoothie at home, eating a regular breakfast and then their mm-hmm. lunch be this awesome, just like power packed smoothie that they're drinking while they're mixing color? Right. And right. then maybe, and make sure the green is out of your teeth, you know. Right. And who cares, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah. And then and then like is there like a bar that you recommend or nuts or what is like some for someone who's not able to take lunch or is their life's not set up that way? Is there yeah. other secret kind of like if they could grab a handful of something? Yeah, absolutely. I think for everyone it's different. So going from my Chinese medicine perspective, yeah. certain things don't work for certain people. Even the smooth these maybe maybe that's too you know too raw and too cold for you but um yeah nuts are amazing they can be uh perfect for some types not as great for others so if that's too rough for your digestive system i would say like as far as the bars you know there are so many out there i like anything that is simple so if you turn over the ingredients and it's like five things beautiful go with that um like the rx bars are yeah, pretty good yeah I think I've, so. I've gotten turned on to a new bar that's called the perfect bar but it's a refrigerated peanut butter bar that's great it's got 17 grams of protein amazing but, but i don't know exactly what's in it except for that i feel good after i eat it well that's there you go you know, that's another thing. It's like listening to your body, what is right for you. So there's I need so a lot of ca- carbs or calories. Yeah. And I showed it to my mom and she was like, this is good. Like my stepdad who's diabetic could eat it. Mm-hmm. And she also is like, it has a lot of calories. I'm like, that makes sense because I don't yeah. like like bird food. Exactly. And I think that that's another thing to think about is like, eat what feels good and keeps you satiated. And usually that's going to be more calories, but you know what? You're using them. And even, even like we think of physical activity as, you know, we need calories for that, but no, if you're sitting there and you are like studying or having a really deep conversation, that's using yes. energy. Again, we're <laughs> professional athletes. People get it through your head. Exactly. Take what you need to take, do what you need to do to take good care of yourself. Yeah. Awesome. You first. Well, yeah. thank you for being on. We'll have all your information in the show notes and you're the best. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I love what you're doing. You're providing such an amazing service, not only for stylists, but for all entrepreneurs. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.